1: how the offense could change without Nathaniel Hackett and more of your mailbag questions on today's show.
0: You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. To do your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Pop!
1: Every day. Touchdown. bukowski and i cover the packers for the leap a newsletter i would love for you to subscribe to you can follow me on twitter peter underscore bukowski follow the podcast on twitter at locked on packers like us on facebook subscribe to the podcast itunes spotify google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts you will find locked on packers the number one packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened they want to know why and how Today on the show we answer all of your questions. A mailbag episode. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Blue Nile. Make your moments sparkle a little bit brighter with some fine jewelry from Blue Nile. Use the code Locked On to get fifty dollars off a purchase of fifty of uh, five hundred dollars or more. A fifty dollar off of a fifty dollar purchase would be a pretty bangin deal. And thanks for making lots on Packers your first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. So, uh we are biding our time for the season to open. And so, I didn't I didn't want to have to force any topics or make any topics up and and just pull things out of thin air and generate controversy just to to say whatever. Uh, And so I thought, well, let me let me talk about what you guys want me to talk about and let me answer your questions. So we are going to do that on today's show. And I love this question um, on Twitter from Nitro Wilson. Uh, Hey, Peter, I know this isn't uh, the Packers M.O., but it's interesting to think about. Given we may only have Rodgers for another year or two, do you think the Packers would consider trading 2023 picks to add to this roster? And if so, who would you trade a first-round pick for today? Same question for other picks in exchange for players where the value makes sense. I'd love to see an all-in trade move before the season starts. So the reason I like this question is not to go through all of the -the pie-in-the-sky options that could be out there because, frankly, I don't think there are that many. It is more a way for me to get into looking at this roster because this was a really interesting question for me to think about. Where are the places where the Packers would be smart to to trade high-end draft capital for certainty? Because that's what you're paying for with a player trade. You're you're going if you're trading a first round pick, you are trading for a player that you think is going to be awesome. Now, not all those trades work out. We saw the Jamal Adams trade, and and I think you know the the overcorrection in that market has gone a little bit over the top, acting like Jamal Adams sucks. He is not worth two first round picks, but he's not a bad player. He's a useful player. They thought that would the Seahawks did thought that that would impact their team more than it ended up uh, impacting them, but it, it made them better. So I, I think we have to start with the premium positions. Aaron Rodgers, nah, they're good. Um, pass rusher. Are there really any is there really any first round pick kind of player out there who a team would give up? Like those kinds of guys don't get traded unless they're super distressed assets. Like Frank Clark was moved because the Seahawks didn't want to pay him, and there were some, you know, some other underlying issues there and so that was there, were, there was a distressed asset piece in there and Frank Clark you know helped them win a Super Bowl but also you know has not played to the level of that contract he probably played to the level of of the first round trade though it, it, it's just hard to think of a reasonable scenario like yeah would you trade a first round pick for TJ Watt sure but that trade is not available to you So I don't know who the player is that they could go get there where you go, that guy is definitely available or even potentially available and could be had for even a 1st and stuff. Premium pass rushers just don't get moved. They don't. Okay. And, and, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Devontae Wyatt, Jerron Reed, Kenny Clark. How much does that guy really move the needle? Now, if you want to make the case, they they, they need a Whitney merciless level kind of player. Okay. But let's let's wait to the season. That's when that's when you can usually make these deals. It's hard to sit here in June and say uh they should go after these guys because most teams are pretty set right now. The June 1 deadline passed, guys that were going to get post-June one have been post-June 1 in all likelihood. Now, there could still be some training camp guys that get cut, some final roster cut guys. There are always some surprise cuts. And then I think most likely is the Whitney Merciless type where a team is bad, they have a longstanding veteran, and they agree we are going to trade you or we are going to buy you out and allow you to go hit the open market. Those are the kinds of players I think at edge that outside linebacker spot that would make sense for for Green Bay to go sign to just add some depth. This is not front line you know blockbuster kind of stuff. I think when you look at corner also a a franchise you know cornerstone player premium positions. Green Bay is in a great spot there. It doesn't make sense for them to go spend a premium pick um, to get another corner. They've got Great ones. Offensive tackle. Assuming David Bakhtiari is healthy, and we are assuming that right now, and assuming Alan Jenkins comes back, and we are assuming that right now, they're in great position at offensive tackle. So that leaves receiver. And that brings us back to some of the names that we've been talking about all offseason. DK Metcalf. Is he actually available? Terry McLaurin. Is he actually available? Those are the names that would really move the needle in this offense, but you have to pay them. You really have to pay them. So then it gets into okay, middle of the season. I think the trade deadline a receiver makes a receiver trade makes more sense in season because you're gonna have teams that are bad and you're gonna have, you know, a Robbie Anderson. You know, what what is what is the deal with the Carolina guys? What is what is the deal with, you know, some some secondary receivers. Who might be going, I'm playing second fiddle in this offense and we're terrible. Why? Get me out of here. And those are the kinds of moves that that can win you championships, by the way. Uh, they don't have to be frontline all-pro players to help you win titles. I guess all of this is to say, I I don't, I don't, other than the ones that we've talked about kind of a hundred times, I don't think there are a lot of guys out there who move the needle for this team. This team is really good. It's really, really good. For all of the, the discussions and and the hand-wringing about the receiver position, all the other positions are so solid. That's really the only spot you can point to. Now, if you want to say tight end, okay, cool. Who are they going to get? Darren Waller, apparently not available. Travis Kelsey, definitely not available. Are you going to convince Rob Gronkowski to come out of retirement? And, and is that actually a thing that, that would help this team? Maybe. How many other tight ends in the league actually move the needle who, who could realistically be moved? Because Falcons are not giving you Kyle Pitts. So who are the other guys? The Ravens are not giving you Mark Andrews. So who are the other guys? Who are the guys you're going to get? Might the Patriots give up? Janu or Hunter Henry, maybe, but then you've got to pay them a boatload of money. So, and by the way, you know, not not the worst idea in the world. If they're trying to get off some money, I I would have to look at those contracts to see, you know, if that would make even any sense for the Patriots to to want to do that. But there, there are only ever like three or four tight ends in the whole league who move the needle And that's why they don't change hands because they're not available. You have to just get lucky and find those guys. So from that standpoint, I just I don't see I don't see the blockbuster trade for Green Bay. I think if they're going to make this team better, their all in moves are going to be things like extending Adrian Amos to get a little extra money so they can trade for a guy who's under contract or, um, you know, the, the Whitney Merciless level. Signing in season, I think those are the kinds of things that would make sense for Green Bay to try and get this roster where they want it to be. And and they, they probably feel like this roster is in a really good spot heading into the regular season. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brands their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at RockAuto.com.
0: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: One live NBA Draft show is not enough for Locked On. The entire NBA channel is going live on NBA Draft Night, which is tomorrow night. So if you have a favorite NBA team, make sure you subscribe now to their Locked On YouTube channel so you get notified when they go live on NBA Draft Night. All right, this question comes from Nathaniel Drake. How, if at all, do you expect the offense to look different with Hackett now in Denver? This is a hard one because we don't have really good information on what specific things Nathaniel Hackett was doing in, in this offense and contributing. And we know the red zone part of it. And they were awesome in 2020. They were less awesome in 2021. So what are they really losing there? And and where can Matt LaFleur fit in the gaps? Where can Adam Stenovich fit in the gaps? Where can the other position coaches provide some value? Now, remember though, Luke Getzey was the Aaron Rodgers bridge. Nathaniel Hackett was the Aaron Rodgers bridge of helping to marry the West Coast concepts, the traditional West Coast concepts, the, let's call them the Holmgren West Coast concepts, the Mike McCarthy West Coast concepts with the Shanahan tree West Coast concepts. And so what we saw in 2019, and I would say to some degree in 2021, was a re, was an emphasis on the homegrown west coast stuff and there was this push pull of forms with Matt LaFleur with Adam Stenovich are we going to see the 2020 offense which was much more in the vision of Matt LaFleur is Aaron Rodgers taking the money and and staying in green bay and the contracts and all that stuff Is that a tacit, I don't want to say admission, but an understanding, a signal from him. Hey, I'm here for you guys. I'm here with you guys. We're going to do this together. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give myself over to the offense, which he did in 2020. And look, he was the MVP in 2021. The offense looked different. You know, Dusty Evely had a great thread yesterday about some of the stuff they did in the Arizona game with no Devontae Adams, with no Marquez valdez scanlon with no Lazar, with basically no NFL receivers, and the creativity of that offense. I think the the Hackett piece of this is actually less important than the Devontae Adams piece of this. But they're, they're related because they actually build on one another. I think this team is going to have to, by virtue of not having Devontae Adams, rely more on the Matt LaFleur of it all. It's going to have to be a little bit more creative, a little bit more schemed up, a little bit more. Let's get the backs involved. Let's get the tight ends involved. They're going to actually have to run. Why leak? They're going to have to actually give on those jet sweeps. They're going to have to play more under center. They're going to have to be more creative. They're going to have to be less predictable because the Holmgren McCarthy West Coast offense is predicated on winning matchups, especially the Holmgren version of that offense was about creating one on ones. And letting your guys win, well, you need guys who can win. Devontae Adams was always going to win one-on-ones. It became too easy to give help to him, and they were not able to have counters. So you take Devontae Adams out of this, they're going to have to react. They're going to have to grow. They're going to have to evolve. Well, now when they when they do that, they're going to do it in a way that is not, I think, in the vein of that homegrown style West Coast that McCarthy style West coast, it's going to be in the little floor style West coast. And so that means potentially more play action. That means potentially more receiver screens, more RPOs, more post snap RPOs rather than just pre-snap RPOs. Um, I would love to see more over the top uh, on, on play action, shot plays, schemed up shot plays that they're able to get to with Christian Watson and Romeo dubs and, and all of the Sammy Watkins and those guys. So, and and the the jet sweeps and the end arounds and some of the creative run game stuff. We need to see more of that. And that was always true. Nathaniel Hackett or no, that was going to be true because Devontae Adams is leaving and because they needed to push this offense forward. And to me, the best way to do that was to create an offense in the image of Matt LaFleur and what he wants to be. And Aaron Rodgers buying into that in 2020 was the best thing that happened to Aaron Rodgers' career since Devontae Adams. Truly. Because Matt LaFleur is one of the best coaches in the NFL at getting guys open. At scheming guys free. And that's going to have to be his MO this season for this Packers team to be be great on offense. Now, do they need to be great on offense to win a Super Bowl? No, I don't think they do. They need to be good. And I think they will be just by virtue of having Aaron Rodgers and a good offensive line and, and quality running backs. And I think you know, capable starters at receiver. Like Lazard, Cobb, Watkins, that's not a terrible group. That's not the Baltimore Ravens. That's not the Chicago Bears. So this is a better group than that, especially when you add in backs and tight ends and offensive line. This is a this is a nice group. It's not a great group. Now you want to go back to our, our first question, DK, Terry McLaurin. Yeah, it looks a lot different with those guys. It looks a lot different if Christian Watson pops. It looks a lot different if Romeo Dubs pops, but those are, those are big questions about whether or not that kind of stuff is going to happen. The question from Nathaniel was coincidentally, Nathaniel, not Hackett, but Drake, what is it going to look like without Hackett? I think we're going to see a pulling back of the West coast, the traditional West coast and, and a adherence more closely to the Matt LaFleur West coast. And I think that is a, a net positive thing for this offense. But again, I think that has more to do with the Devonte Adams piece of it than the Nathaniel Hackett piece of it. Not that. Not to say that this offense is not going to be in, in a more, um, I don't even want to say bad position or disadvantageous position because it's not that. It's going to be harder for this offense to be as good as it was last year because they lost Nathaniel Hackett. He's just a really good coach. And Adam Senevich might be a really good coach, but he was on the roster of coaches last year too. And it's better to have both of those guys than to just have one of those guys now. Can Stenovich offset that with whatever he's going to bring to this? Can Matt LaFleur being potentially more involved? Jason Vrabel's a receiver coach. Uh the, the change at offensive line. Can they can they make up that delta? That's a that's a tough question to answer. And it, it that's why you know it's it's not the question that he asked. Luckily, I can't tell you if it's going to be better. It is going to look different it is going to look different and then we'll see if it if it is better than it was last year that's going to be tough uh joe at work wants to know another difficult question is josh myers good is josh myers good um maybe no uh, i think josh myers wasn't wasn't good post injury the lions game was kind of a mess Everyone played poorly in the 49ers game, so I don't really know how to deal with that. I thought he played well early in the season. And remember, he's also being asked to play next to two other first-time starters. John Runyon Jr. had never been a preferred starter, and Royce Newman was a literal rookie, along with Josh Myers, who was a rookie. Now, we've got reports out of, out of the, the spring camps. And, and off-season workouts and all that stuff that, that Josh Myers looks really good. He's always looked good coming off the bus. I mean, the guy is enormous with, with good length and good pedigree and good experience. He seems to be a smart guy. Aaron Rodgers trusts him under center. That stuff is is important. But is he good yet? I don't, I can't say he's good yet. He, he did have nice pass block win rate numbers uh, early for most of the season, really until he got hurt. But that's the other piece. He's got to stay on the field. You can't be good or bad if you're not playing. And it, it is going to be something that, that comes up again if he gets hurt again or does not continue to improve that the Packers could have drafted Creed Humphrey, same position, better athletic testing numbers, Similar sort of pedigree and experience out of college. Why did you not take that guy? That's going to be part of the conversation. Opportunity cost always matters in these things, especially when you're talking about position for position and we're we're separated by what, five picks? The Packers could have had this other guy who was awesome last year and healthy. So there is, I don't want to say a lot of pressure on Josh Myers because I don't think there's a lot of pressure on him. But there is a low-key amount of pressure in terms of there's like low-key more than meets the initial eye on him to be good. If for no other reason than Zach Tom, I really, really like. And Sean Ryan is a really good player at guard. And could they move Zach Tom inside to compete with Josh Myers at center if things start slowly or if things don't go well? What if Jake Hansen takes a step forward? They've put together a lot of bodies on this interior. There are a lot of guys that can play guard or center on this team. So if Josh Myers can't get it done, they have a lot of options. They've set themselves up that way. So there is real pressure on him to perform. And now I think think he's going to be good. I think he is a quality player. I think what we saw from him, especially in the run game last year, when, when he gets downhill with doubles, he can move guys. When he is just allowed to face-up one-on-one against pass rushers. He is stout. He moves his feet well. And, and he's not going to get bullied back into the lap of the quarterback. I think there are some times laterally where you'd like to see him react a little bit quicker to see things quicker, but that's part of being a young player. That's stuff that can be worked out. So I don't I don't want to just take for granted that he's going to be good because he hasn't proven that he's good yet. But I I think there's a lot of promise in his game and based on what we saw last year early on I would say the odds are better than um 50-50 that he's a good player this season the big question for me is can he stay healthy can he stay healthy if he's healthy he's gonna be a good player if he's healthy he's gonna be a good player now is he gonna be as good as Creed Humphrey and make that a a non-issue honestly probably not but if he is a solid player and stays on the field, if he can play 17 games and play in the playoffs and, and be, be solid in the playoffs, that's all you need. Especially with Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback, you don't have to worry about someone who has to you know bring along a, a never ever quarterback. You've got Aaron Rodgers, you've got other veterans along this offensive line. You feel like if he's just solid, that's great for your offense. <laughs> Let's finish up here. Uh, but before we get there, let's talk about our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And let me tell you about this new thing that they're doing the Mud Pie. You guys, I know I wax poetic about Built Bar a lot, but I need you to understand something. There has never been a protein bar like the Mud Pie Built Bar. It is. Unbelievable! the The texture of it is so soft. It's so creamy. It tastes like a like a dessert, like a piece of candy. You think about the marshmallow, the chocolate. It's got the 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 uh, cookies and cream crumble on top. It's unbelievable, and yet it meets the kind of macros that you're looking for: sixteen grams of protein, only one hundred and fifty calories. There, what what Built Bar has been able to do is truly, truly special. Go to Bilt.com to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com
0: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And the first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, and the draft experts of the Locked On NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is under way. Make ultimate NBA mock draft your second listen today. All right. We're going to be back on Friday. Our uh, summer Friday series rolls on. I mentioned this on Twitter. If there is someone you want us to have on our summer Fridays, a media person that you really like in particular, let me know. I will do my best. I will effort it. Um, and uh, we're having a really a really good time with that. People love the Cassidy Hill episode. People really like a Crocker episode. So um, let me know what what you like, why you liked it and, and what you think um, you'd like to see more of. I am I am nothing if not um, open to what the audience wants. So I would love to hear from you on that. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775. Stay Locked on Packers.